welcome to the Take Your Apprenticeship podcast. The Take Your Place team is made up of five universities and nine further education colleges from across the east of England. We are an impartial project dedicated to giving you the information you need, regardless of where you are applying to study. Since 2017, we have worked with over 30,000 students from 100 different schools, colleges and sixth forms, helping them to explore their options and discover their potential. Now we hope to help you too. In this podcast series, we will explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you explore your future apprenticeship options. In this episode, my colleagues spoke to Amy Stanton and Joe Wishart from the Norfolk and Suffolk Constabulary's recruitment team. We talked about the current route into a career in policing, as well as the exciting new degree apprenticeship pathway being introduced in 2021. As with all our conversations in this series, our interviews are recorded remotely, so you might hear some background office and working from home noises. Don't forget to check out the Take Your Place resource website at takeyourplace.ac.uk slash resources for more university and apprenticeship information. I'm joined today by Amy, who is the Positive Action Recruitment Advisor, and Joe, who is the Recruitment Manager at Norfolk and Suffolk Constabularies. Thank you for joining us today. Could you start by telling us a little bit about your roles and your route into policing? So my role as the Positive Action Recruitment Advisor is to really focus on inclusivity and diversity within the police force and positively and proactively promoting that and increasing the amount of people within the force, both staff and officers, who are from diverse or underrepresented backgrounds. I started my role in February and it's a very new role and I joined it having come from a higher education recruitment background and you'll find out a little bit later on why that will be some valuable experience that I can take forward in the role. So I'm Jo, the recruitment manager responsible for all of the police officer recruitment as well as transferees into the force, all the promotion boards and recently taken over all of the police staff recruitment so responsible for basically everything across both forces. Part of that is overseeing as well the positive action team which is involves Amy to look at increasing diversity across both police forces. My journey stemmed from, I was had a long, long background in recruitment, pretty much all private sector. So taking a change into public was a, was a big change, but really wanted to bring in something different into the public sector and really revamp the way that things are done and historical processes that have been in place. Lovely. So we hear a lot from the young people we work in schools with about going into a career in policing. So today we're going to discuss the new apprenticeship route that will be available in the future. Could you tell us about the current routes that someone takes to become a police officer? Yeah, so at present, there is one main route into policing. So as long as you have one of the relevant level three qualifications, for example, this could be a minimum of two A-levels or a level three B-tech, you will have the necessary academic qualifications to apply. What you'll then need to do is meet and pass our eligibility criteria. For Norfolk and Suffolk constabularies, this includes things like having a full manual driving license because we're a rural force. It also looks at things like potential criminal convictions and your financial situation. What you then have to do is pass our paper sift. We have an assessment centre and a board interview. And once you've passed all of those, we have some pre-employment checks for you as well. So that's things like a vetting, a medical check, fitness test, biometrics and a 
uniform fitting. Now that sounds like a lot, but we do guide you through the process the whole way through, so it's not as much as it sounds. Once you've passed all of those and been assigned an intake, you'll then begin your training. However, this is all set to change in 2022. Okay, so what plans are there to develop the apprenticeship route for recruiting in Norfolk and Suffolk constabularies, and what will the entry requirements be? year there are set to be revolutionary changes to the routes into policing in Norfolk and Suffolk constabularies with the first intake set to start in January 2022. The introduction of the Policing Education Qualifications Framework or you'll probably hear it called PEQF quite frequently will be a new professional framework for the training of police officers and police staff. Now PEQF will see three new routes into policing. First method of joining the force will be the police officer degree apprenticeship route. So this is for individuals who have their English and maths level two. That could be functional skills or it could be GCSE maths and English at a grade four or a C. And they will also need a relevant level three qualification that equates to 64 UCAS points. This route as well is for anybody who has not previously completed a degree. This programme is three years long and it's integrated into their initial training. On successful completion of the three-year programme, student officers will be awarded a degree in professional policing. The second option is for those who already have a degree, but the degree subject is not professional policing. Now what they will complete is what we call the Degree Holder Entry Programme, commonly known as DHEP, and this is a two-year graduate diploma in professional policing. The third and final option is for those who have already studied a degree in professional policing independently, but they will still be required to complete further practical-based learning and assessment, and this is over a two-year period, which will also be used as their probation period. My next question is, why would you recommend a career in policing? Policing, whether you are a staff member or you come in as an officer is a rewarding career and every day is different and no two days are the same. As a police officer especially, you'll provide a pivotal role in supporting and protecting your local community. Police officers are a vital and valued part of society and the communities that they serve and therefore the salary and benefits reflect that part that they play, as do the opportunities available for continued professional development and personal development and also the training and progression available. With the introduction of the PEQF, police officers will also be able to earn while they learn, gaining a qualification for free and proactively making a long-term enhancement to their personal prospects, while in turn improving the prospects of the community they serve. As a force, we embrace diversity and we strive to form a police force that's reflected of the community we serve and actively encourage applications from those from underrepresented backgrounds. If you join the force, you can play an instrumental part in the change that you want to see in your local community. Thank you, Amy. What types of strengths and skills would be ideal for someone choosing a career, either through an apprenticeship or an alternate pathway? As a police force, we strive to be reflective of the communities we serve and we actively do encourage those applicants from all backgrounds and ethnic groups. We look for dedicated, resilient and enthusiastic people who are passionate about making a positive and long-lasting impact on those around them and in their community. We look for people that have effective written and oral communication skills. Someone needs the ability to appropriately tailor communication to the circumstances and the audience. Whilst many people believe that the role of an officer is very much out in the public, there is also a lot of paperwork and administrative duties. 
if you were to ask any officer what their best tool is, they would say their mouth for communication. So it's imperative that an officer is able to communicate with individuals at all levels, but on a range of mediums, whether that is orally communicating or being able to write things down as well. They need to have resilience and the ability to deal with difficult situations in a tactile, confident and calm way. As an officer, you'll be dealing with people at some of the worst times of their life. And this can be incredibly distressing, not only for the individual, but for you or your team around you as well. An ability to take personal responsibility of situations that you face and their own performance also in those situations and opportunities for personal development. Being able to approach situations with a motivated attitude and integrity is really vital. The ability to build working relationships as well, whether it is with your colleagues, whether it's with internal stakeholders, external stakeholders, with victims or witnesses, it's really vital that you can build those key relationships and be able to nurture those relationships when necessary. Community and customer focus is really important. Vital to the police officer's role is being able to be out there working with the community, working with people, because people almost form the whole basis of the role of a police officer. And within that as well, someone who who respects diversity. Be it members of the public or your colleagues, you need to treat everyone with fairness and respect, irrespective of their race, religion, background, appearance, or circumstances is imperative. So we hear a lot from employers about how work experience can be very helpful in helping someone stand out. With policing, I imagine getting work experience can be a little bit trickier. Is there any type of experience that could help someone develop skills and a strong application for a role as a police officer? So this one's really interesting. So we have a lot of officers in the force who come from all different walks of life. So in terms of what people are doing on a day-to-day -day basis, um, while some jobs may not appear on the surface to actually you know, have transferable skills, many of them do. Both forces, we offer work experience is quite difficult and, and like you say, it can be a little bit tricky with the police force. However, what we do find um, is certainly not the route that people have to go down, but we do have special constables, which have basically all of the powers of a police officer, but they're voluntary. And quite a few sort of, you know, we get a lot of candidates who maybe aren't ready or don't have the right experience, often go off to, to go down this route because it gives them a really great insight into what the world of policing is like um, without sort of, you know, signing up as, as full employment. They can do it um, up to minimum 16 hours a month they get a real feel for what the job entails because in terms of being a police officer it is a job like no other it allows that sort of development of the the skills required in the job we have voluntary positions as well these are tend to be a bit more back office so if somebody's looking specifically to be a police constable, then the specials route is a, is a really popular route. And actually, we have quite a lot of the officers say they're, they're really pleased that they chose that so that they felt ready for when they went into the role. Taking COVID aside, we do offer a ride-along scheme, which allows applicants to go out with one or two officers, go on sort of a bit of a, you know, onto their duties with them and really get a bit of a feel for the type of calls that they go out to and do that. A few different options depending on the situation, because we don't just have have the PC route, you do have the ability to speak to some of the officers. So one of the key things when we do new recruit interviews can be that people have done really good research and prep is that they've actually spoken to some of our current officers, whether it's a police constable or detectives, to get a real feel for actually the reality of it and, and what sort of they feel are the, the best skills for the role as a police officer. Where is the best place to look to see current vacancies? And is there a specific time of year when certain positions are available or are the constabularies always looking to recruit. 
So historically, there used to be a window of opportunity for the police officers. The lines would be closed and then they would open for, say, a three-week window. We changed that actually about two and a half years ago now. So the lines at the moment are currently open full-time. So you could go onto the website at any time. So all the vacancies will be on um, either Norfolk or Suffolk website, depending on which force you were looking to join, along with any police staff vacancies on there. So currently, you would be able to check your eligibility and if eligible, get an application pack at any time. Obviously, with the changes on the horizon, we will be looking to sort of shut down from our current process, have a bit of a, a gap before we then launch with PQF. But we do tend to, you'll see things on LinkedIn, social media platforms, but you will always find all of the vacancies on our current websites. So once the apprentice are up and running this will give people the chance to earn a salary as they train could you tell us a little bit about the starting salaries that the different apprenticeships offer the starting salaries are going to be the same for all routes so there's the set starting salary one thing it's probably not very clear out in the public is around actually what that salary looks like because everybody sees the starting salary which is currently 24,780 and this increases with the government changes but that's what it's currently at and actually over a seven-year period you would receive increments every 12 months and that would take you up to the the top end of that which is currently at 41,130 so you sort of tend to hear the the lower end but you don't get to hear about actually the the increments that you get for serving over that period there's lots of other benefits as well so in terms of the pension scheme i know that it's probably not the same as it was many moons ago but it's still a, a really competitive pension scheme we have an award winning workplace health department and a variety of support networks in house as well are just a few of them with any apprenticeship there will be an element of studying as well as being on placement generally how will the studying element of the course work and is there a training provider that you use in line with degree apprenticeship guidelines 20 percent of the student officers time will be allocated to their studies towards their pqf we have a learning and development team and they will support the student officers through both their academic and their practical training and they also have on the job tutors as well there will of course be a requirement for student officers to do study outside their normal working week however this is something that officers currently do on the current route as they have to complete what we call a one file which is police training to go along with them completing their probation our training provider is Anglia Ruskin University and it's really fantastic for us to be partnered with a local training provider who pride themselves on training some of the region's other key workers such as nurses, doctors, paramedics and social workers. Working in the police can offer an incredibly rewarding career. However, I imagine it can also be extremely stressful at times. How are new recruits supported during their training? So you're absolutely right. The the role is incredibly rewarding, but also can be really stressful and also really distressing at times due to the nature of the type of things that officers witness or that they get called out to. So actually the support once an officer comes in doesn't stop even from, you know, once they're out of their, their probation period it carries on all the way through their career so it's, it's important that we have that in place for them it's also important at this point as well to ensure that we're recruiting the right type of people who have the suitable skills and qualities to be able to deal with some of the stuff that comes their way so a few things that we have we have our own validium mental health service which is available 24 7 internal service called trim which assists in following any sort of traumatic events that may have taken place and like i mentioned previously we have our award-winning workplace health department there's also 
ongoing training and development. So right the way through when an officer lands with us, they have their initial period of tutorship, the phase, which they are sort of, it's more one-on-one. And then this continues all the way through with additional training programs, development programs to make sure that the officers are up to date with any current issues. They've got all the tools around them to be able to do their jobs accordingly. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Before you go, do you have any final top tips for someone considering policing as a career? Honesty, openness and integrity are all part of the policing code of ethics and they're integral to being a police officer or a police member of staff. So it's really important that applicants are honest in their application and disclose absolutely everything that is asked on that form. Learn about the police force and the community that you aspire to work for. This could include things like the aims and objectives of the force you're applying for, reading the code of ethics, looking at what policing style your force adopts as well. It's also having an understanding of the shift and working patterns, how that could implicate sort of your personal life. Also looking at things like the territorial divisions of the force and even things down to who is the chief constable as well. As I touched on earlier, speaking to some of the current serving officers, especially in your local areas, and getting a, a really good first-hand insight into the role of an officer. Some candidates come to us who don't really know or understand the role, which isn't great for them moving forward because they need to be aware of what the job entails. And if you're a candidate from an underrepresented group, we've got Amy and um, we've got Daniela in Suffolk to come and speak to or liaise with around actually how they can be supportive through the application process. A knowledge of the core competencies is essential at every stage as well through the assessment process as you'll be scored against these as you move through the recruitment cycle. So it's really important that you're able to evidence that you exhibit these attributes and you'll be able to apply them effectively as a police officer and how you can do that. So another thing, the fitness, you heard Amy cover that on the pre-employment checks that we have. So just ensuring that you're both mentally and physically fit and in a good place, preparing yourself with physical training. It's a 5.4 bleep test, so it's not a, a marathon. You know, it's really good to just get some prep in for that. But we have quite a few candidates that often sort of underestimate it and, and struggle. Looking at mindfulness exercises can also assist with ensuring you'll be able to meet the necessary standards as well. But also when you, you know, if you get to the, the point of where you sit in front of an interview panel, it's terribly nerve wracking. It's, it's not a nice experience as we all know but really try and be yourself i sit on many different panels including promotion boards right the way up within the force and you know even the scene most senior officers get really nervous but actually what the panel want to see is get an insight into the real you and understand sort of you know why you want to join the force what your values and ethics are so as nerve-wracking as it is just try and be yourself as well Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our future podcasts at soundcloud.com slash take your place or on your favorite podcasting app you can also find us on instagram where we are at take your place underscore he on twitter at take your place he and on facebook at facebook.com slash take your place he you can also email us with any questions requests or just to let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk 